0: You're listening to A Little Bit Better, a podcast where we talk about how breaking goals into small steps can lead to big results. Here we'll examine the cause and effects of our thoughts, our actions, and inactions, and how they influence how we live our lives. I'm your host, Chris Swale, a life and health coach. Let's get started. Hi, welcome back to A Little Bit Better, the podcast. I'm your host and confidence coach, Chris. Today, I'm so excited to bring a very special guest to the table, Kim Fitzpatrick. She is the founder of two thriving businesses. One is a social media company that focuses on health, wellness, and business leadership. As well, she founded Legacy by Kim, a headband line. She is a fierce mama of two, Colby and Tessa, and married her best friend and business partner, Jamie. I hope you will join me in welcoming Kim. Kim, thank you so much for joining me today. I am so thrilled to have you on my podcast.
1: Oh, Chris, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. I, I have to be honest, ever since you started this, I have just been really, really following your journey. And it's just it's exciting to see what you have created. It's an honor to be on your podcast. And I'm excited for our conversation today. I know it will be incredible.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I honestly feel the same way. So for listeners, Kim and I have known each other for years. And so I've been able to watch her journey as well. And this is why I really wanted to bring her on because she is such an example of inspired and motivated living. She has set dreams and she has achieved them, and she is not stopping. And she's such an example of living in your truth, in your light, in your everything, like all your aspirations. And so I just thought it'd be very powerful for everybody sitting at home saying, oh, I wish, I wish, I wish I could, I wish I could, because I truly believe everyone can. And and I, I know you do too. So this is why I wanted you to come on. So please go ahead and introduce yourself a little more. You can give us some of your background info and send a little bit on your businesses.
1: Thank you so much for that introduction, Chris. My name is Kim Fitzpatrick. And oh my gosh, it was on my heart this morning as I was walking through my morning routine about what is it that I want to chat about? And you know, it's such an interesting question when people said, introduce yourself and tell me more about you. And when I think at the end of the day, it's such a, it's such a personal thing for everyone. So where do I even begin to tell you this story? You know, I walked into my 40th year this year and to say I've lived a thousand lives is accurate in my four, in my four decades. And I even said to Chris, I'm like, Chris, we're not going to be able to get through everything that we probably are going to unpack in this conversation because there's just so much. So in a nutshell, I want to take you back really quickly to where even my journey started, because I think it it sets the tone for really seeing and us chatting about success and where you want to grow and where you want to go. But a lot of that has been burst through sacrifice and adversity. And I think it's important when people see these people, whether it be on social media or in magazines or in books or authors or on podcasts, to understand that this was not easy. And this wasn't This didn't come without tons of valleys. My story started actually before I was even born. My story started in utero of my mom. Her name's Carol. And she had to make a choice when she found out that she was pregnant for me. Her cancer, her Hodgkin's lymphoma had also come back. And she had two other beautiful baby girls, my sisters, Kelly and Christy. And my parents had to make a choice whether or not to terminate the pregnancy so my mom could go forward with treatment and or continue on with the pregnancy. I found out actually two years ago, which I'm trying to wrap my head around why we don't have more conversations about our lineage and our history. And I encourage all listeners, if you have a past story to ask more questions. I found out actually just two years ago that my mom was actually terminal. There was no way to save my mom. So the fact, and she didn't know that. So when she saved me, she gifted her legacy. She gifted her life to continue on through the vehicle of this little baby girl, which is me. So my life started in sacrifice and trauma. My life started out of tragedy and it was Something that, you know, as a daughter of someone that that lost a mother, as a mother that went before to even know who her daughter was, she wasn't even... My mom gave birth to me on December 23rd and was not, did not come back out of the hospital till November. She came home for day visits and things like that. But if you think about a new baby and a new mom, that connection and being able to be there for your kids, I can only imagine what my mom's last 11 months of her life was like. And what I know from this is that I was gifted this life. And I was gifted an opportunity to live this life boldly. And I will say that for a lot of my life, I didn't understand that. I was diagnosed actually recently with, with PTSD, grief and anxiety. And I will share with you that was the most freeing diagnosis of my life because for many, many years, I struggled to see where I fit. I didn't understand my worth. You know, my dad did remarry and uh, they did the very best they could. But for me, I grew up really trying to question what love I had and what worth I had and whether I was good enough and all those things. And, you know, that's kind of where I started those roots. Yes, I had phenomenal, phenomenal opportunity. And gosh, we were so blessed to grow up where we grew up. And I've got amazing siblings and all these things and amazing extended family, amazing mentors that have really been these pillars in my life, these anchors, if you will. And I know that all of this happened for a reason, including the struggle I had in my younger years made me who I am today. And I had to go through that struggle. I had to have it hard in order to realize that this life was worth fighting for. I had a therapist once talk to Jamie and said, your wife grew up like a pack in a pack of wolves, only the strongest survive. Only the strongest survive. So I want to say that to your audience, Chris, that are walking through difficult times. Only the strongest survive. So keep going, sister. It's here for you to help you thrive and live and curate this life. And from that, I was able to go on to a beautifully successful career in gerontology and senior living, 15 years designation in that. I'm a gerontologist by trade, by designation. I'm obsessed with research and data. I actually have it on my left arm is everything is data tattooed. So I am a studier of human behavior, of optimal aging, of helping people thrive and really understand that this Life is meant to be lived, and we only have one life. And then came marriage, then come babies, then come an opportunity that was placed in my life six years ago to be able to really hone in on my passion for wellness and life and healing and recovery. You know, really helping to catapult where I actually was destined to go. But so many blocks were there because of my insecurities, because of trauma, because of mental stuff. And, you know, it's been a journey. It's been a real huge journey of 40 years of work. And I would say that I am a personal development junkie and have been really studying the likes of Wayne Dyer and Robin Sharma and Brendan Bouchard and the great Gandhi and just to really find my place. And I think I've helped, it's helped me to find my place, Chris, by learning about other people's lives too. And knowing that I'm not the only one that has this hard, and I need to keep on going.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. One thing you said that really stands out to me too, and I think that this can resonate with so many people, is that a lot of times we feel like we need to qualify our suffering or maybe even disqualify it. Because you mentioned this, and I have done this as well, been, been in my journey to start this coaching. I do consider that I have a blessed life, and I did before, but something... Like, I, I had struggles emotionally, mentally, and things weren't right, and things felt hard inside, but outwardly, it looked like, oh, well, you have a great life, right? And you'd mentioned that, too, you, like, you're blessed with the life that you, your parents did build for you and your sisters and, and all this, but you still had these struggles. And that's something we're so quick to discount. And every struggle, like all these emotions, like we feel for a reason. And that's part of doing this, all this self-discovery and personal growth. And it's no surprise to me that you would be like a self-development and personal growth junkie, like similar to me, because yeah, you had some like heavy that you needed to deal with despite having outwardly and, and probably felt like a great life at the time, but this is where a lot of um, my listeners are too, is they're like, I have this. And so, so they feel like, That's enough and that they should be happy with where they're at because of X, Y, Z instead of being, no, like this is something I'm literally like two veins, I guess. One is that, no, like I'm hurting. I have struggles and I'm confused and there's raw emotions there that they try to snuff out or ignore or don't go after the goals because they're like, oh, I should be happy with what what I have. I'm so, I have it better off than other people, you know? And so I love that that has come out of your discovery and has helped Actually, maybe you can tell me like, how has that helped you move further into who you are?
1: I love that, Chris. I love that. I love how you dissected that. And I think one of the things that's really interesting for me is before three or years ago, I didn't know what dreaming was. I didn't know what wanting more for my life was because I was defined by my corporate jobs, NOI. And their return on investment and their vision board and their, your quarterly marketing plan. I didn't have one. How many of you have a marketing plan for your life? How many of you have a vision board for your goals and your personal dreams? I, I, I didn't know that existed. I used to roll my eyes at meditation and manifestation. Same. I'm sorry. Same. I was like, same. Okay, the hookie over there. Whereas I'm like, where I have this crystal that my Reiki master gave me. Apparently, this is supposed to help with chaos, and I'm like, that isn't working. Crystal is broken because (laughs) the world is in a cluster.
0: It's very chaotic, right? But you need a bigger crystal,
1: (laughs) guys. If you could see this crystal, it's like the size of my hand. I'm like, it's broken. This is broken. (laughs) I say that because I want you. I want everyone at home that. feels, I don't believe in that stuff to feel that it's okay. And I had to come to a point in my life where I was open to it. I was open to knowing that I deserved more. I was open to deserving on November 14th of 2015, 2014, when Jamie and I had only been able to spend four nights together as a family, because we were both working for corporate companies, which I love. I loved my job. I loved what I was able to build. However, I didn't love that two weeks of the week, two weeks of the month. I was not at home and I was not sleeping at my home. And I was the last person to pick up my children and I didn't get to drop them off. And I looked at him and I said, is this it? Is this our life struggling in debt? And we were 10 years ago, Jamie almost claimed bankruptcy. Like there is serious stuff here. He looked at me and he said, this isn't it. And that's the day I had permission to be like, then what is it? And what does it look like? And I'm an, entre- I am not, I never knew what being an entrepreneur or developing my own business would look like. Cause I was, I grew up an employee. I've worked three jobs since I was 13. I have always been a great employee. I love being an employee. I love the foundation it taught me. It allowed me to have someone else's vision on my name badge. And I wore that every day on my forehead. Until I stopped and said, what is essential to you, Kim? What matters to you? What do you want? And those are big macro questions to ask yourself, guys. And now more than ever, I hope you're freaking establishing what's essential. Because all the stuff you have, all the things you covet, all the things you, you are envious of, you need to go where you're envious. Because it means you want it too and you're able Mm -hmm. to do that.
0: Yeah. And ask
1: yourself, why not? Why not Uh, me, right? Yeah. It's the time will pass you anyway. So if you want to go get that degree, write that book, start that podcast, start repairing a relationship that is bringing you pain, whatever this is for you, Mm -hmm. it's
0: yours. And that should be a gift for you. Oh, I love that. That's so powerful. I love that. So speaking of that, you did touch upon where you were and how you were questioning like is this it and i get that and i think that so many people feel that way and and maybe they're afraid of that question or afraid of the answer because i don't want to put any words in your mouth but personal growth is uncomfortable right it can be very uncomfortable because you can dream big and be excited to go somewhere but sometimes there's some ugly things that you have to deal with and get in the way but they're just as important to deal with or to acknowledge and so i'm just wondering you mentioned that that was Part of your start for creating your new life. So what did you do next then? Like you asked that question and and then what happened?
1: Oh my gosh, I love it. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing happened because here's the thing. Growth is so subtle, right? So the next day I just decided what's one little thing I can do today? What can I research today? Who's done that? I'm going to go study them. I'm going to go ask them some questions. I think so often we, I'm looking at my vision board right now and gosh, it it excites me. But when I looked at my vision and I have, I've only done a vision board for three years and I have my third year one and then I have my second year and then I, sorry, my first year, my second year and my third year and they're layered. And every morning I pull back the layers and I look at what my vision was three years ago and I check every single thing off. Amazing. And in three years from now, I pray that I can check everything off on this one but it takes time. It takes time and the time will pass anyway. What are you casting out? I saw this quote yesterday and I absolutely, saved it because I need to share it. But it was like, tell Alexa and Google, whatever you like, you know how you guys tell Alexa and Google, like, Turn on Beyonce halo from like, you need to be that specific with the universe about your goals. You need to be that specific about what you freaking want in your marriage, in your relationships, in your finances, in your nutrition, in your, how you physically feel, how you emotionally feel like that matters because you will literally attract what you focus on. And so many of us are in such a hard state right now. And I i want to tell you, I, I hear this. I don't know whether it's the time to share it, but I, I feel compelled to just share. On a, October 27th of 2019, I was sitting in this very seat and I was mapping out my week on a planner, very much like the one I'm staring at. And um, Jamie hadn't been well. My husband hadn't been well. We'd been concerned about his heart. And there's been a lot of... It's been... A, it was a very... Trying season for two years for us. It was a very stressful time. There was a lot of chronic pain for Jamie. There was a lot of unknown. And about two months prior to October 27th, he started really feeling chest pain. We got everything checked out and he was good. He was cleared. He was cleared four weeks before October 27th to the day. September 27th, he was cleared. All systems go. You're good. It's not your heart. So I was sitting there still really stressed because there was still a lot of stuff happening for Jamie and he was still clutching. Like it just wasn't right. And I, the researcher, didn't research. I didn't. I couldn't. I was so scared of what would I find if I Googled, what is chest pain in a 47-year-old man? I didn't want to know. So I'm sitting down and I'm, I'm at my desk and I'm scribing out my week, right? Highlighters. It's like everything is going to go according to my plan. And I hear the door open and it's my daughter. And she says, mom, you got to come. There's something going on with dad. And Jamie jokes. He's a joker. Okay. So I was like, okay, well, as I'm leading this call, right, for 50 women, I'm like, is he joking? And then I heard this second voice saying, Mom, you need to come now. It's not okay. I sat down and I said, it's happening. It's here. And I ran upstairs. The Zoom was still going. It was still recording. And I'll never forget hearing my daughter's voice the second time. And guys, I got upstairs and my husband was was dead on the floor. He was no vital signs. Um, And it was the worst day of my life, but it was in the minute that I needed to act. And I immediately went into, I'd got this. I literally, thank the Lord, I kayaked and canoed for so long because I had to basically flip my husband like a canoe over because he was dead weight. I flipped him over. I immediately started CPR. I was able to clearly and articulately say to Tessa, Tessa, my phone is downstairs in the basement. You need to go get my phone right now. It is placed on the right-hand corner of the desk. You need to go completely calm. The minute my hand hit his chest, he breathed. And it was a sign from God that it was. What I didn't know is that this was this was not breathing. This was his body shutting down, but I was helping to keep everything alive. And I do want to put in maybe a a a trigger warning here for anyone that has experienced this because it is. It's not. We are not the norm. Our experience was not the norm. And I just want to take a second to honor the ninety four percent that isn't doesn't have my outcome. So I just want to honor you because I think about that every day. And um, so I did eight minutes of CPR on my husband. And um, in those eight minutes of, of pumping, which is actually physically impossible for most people, I, if I'm, it was adrenaline, it was God, it was something that was helping me go. I did know this, and I want to share this. This is the reason why I want to share this is every single thing I doubted I casted it out to God and I apologized. I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I fought over little things. I'm sorry that I thought I wasn't enough. I'm sorry that I didn't trust you. And everything I wanted to say to Jamie, I felt like I had to say it. Everything I felt like I didn't, I didn't do a good enough job as, as a woman, as a wife, as a mom, as a human. I cast it out. I surrendered and I said, I'm so sorry. I'll never do this again if he lives. I'll never, I will never doubt myself. I will take care of myself. I will go to bed. I won't judge myself. All the things. And I saw that was one part. And then the other part was just prayers for like why this man has to live. And he freaking survived that. And you know, it's incredible. And. Josh, the firefighter is a dear friend of ours. He put his hands over mine. He's like, I got this. And I handed my husband off to someone and we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, we didn't know what was going to happen. The whole neighborhood was around and the fire department was like, keep her busy. And I knew in this like deep seated knowing he was going to be okay. And I had to like get back in the house somehow. So I was like, I have to change my pants. And Josh remembers this story. He's like, I've never been in an emergency situation where the wife ran in and I didn't need to change my pants. I needed to see his color. And when I walked in and I saw him there, I was like, he's good. We've got him. He's back. He's going to be okay because he didn't have color. And then he did. And the reason I share this is because what happened after that was so much PTSD. And there was so much fear. And there were so many days where I just wanted to go underneath a weighted blanket and cry and scream in fear. But what I remember is that he's here. And I need to keep focusing on that. And I need to keep focusing on the light. And when things are really heavy, you get to remember why things are happening for you. And I will say that on that day, it was a rebirth for me. I walked out of that day, I will never be the same. Our life will never return back to normal. My morning routine is still up in the air. And because I'm trying to figure out back to my sleeping stuff and I need the message I have for, for people that are listening right now, Chris is that you didn't need to give your husband CPR to witness something that was really hard in your life. And you don't need to justify, like you were kind of saying, your trauma or, and you know, and sometimes I think that's a misused word. So I always want to be careful with that word, but your experience. It was an experience and I want to make sure that people hear that your experience is your experience and it's going to create things in your life that are here as lessons and you just need to figure out what is this lesson and it hasn't been an easy road out of that. It has not been and then we're in a pandemic and we're in COVID and I am a person who needs people and in the hardest time of my life, we couldn't see anyone. So I I feel you. If things are really hard, and they are, but it doesn't mean that your hard is going to dictate how you live your life. You need to rise through that. And John Maxwell says that beautifully well, leaders are born through crisis and how you respond to what you're walking through right now, that's happening in your world for you. And I know people get so mad. Well, I didn't ask for cancer. I didn't ask for these things. I didn't, I, and and I can't speak to that. But what I have spoken to is what happened for us and the situation I had to walk through. For some reason, that had to happen for him, and it had to happen for me. And it was the worst day of my life. And thank God it was a miracle of an outcome. But there's a reason why that happens. And I need to figure that
0: out. That's so powerful. And thank you for sharing, because obviously that is such an emotional... I mean, again, (laughs) it's twice now on this podcast, I've had goosebumps. I couldn't even imagine what that would have been like in the moment. And you easily could have gone into victim mentality. Like Jamie could have, you could have, and you chose not to. And I think that is such a powerful lesson too, because really there aren't guarantees in life. And and somehow, I don't know why, but I think people look at life and think, oh, it's supposed to be easy and fun and great all the time. And says who? (laughs) It's not. And we make it what we decide to make it, you know, and, and that's mindset work. And you are such a powerful example of not taking a situation because so many things are out of our control. There's circumstances, but it's how we deal within the circumstances. And you easily could have thrown in the towel, given up. And, you know, you didn't, you took that and you're like, I'm growing from this. We're growing from this. And, and I think that's so difficult to do because it's so much easier sometimes to play the woe is me game and, and you don't need to have the answers right now because that is Part of the beauty of life is such a journey and a lot of times things happen and we don't know why till later, but I just, I love how you were able to, and you're still able, you're able to talk about it and show these positives from what must have been an absolutely terrifying experience and also recognize that it's okay to have the trauma as well and acknowledge it and deal with it. And so I really just want to thank you for sharing that because I think it's incredibly powerful and I know it's very personal. And so thank you.
1: I think too, just to that point, it's Tess had her own trauma finding her dad. Jamie had his own trauma knowing that he was vital signs absent for 10 10 minutes of his life. And those are their own things they all have to deal with. So my experience was completely different than Jamie's. Tess's experience was completely different than mine at nine years old, finding her daddy and being able to be called a hero. That's going to pull her through. And one of the things I just want to caveat to this too, for any parents that are listening to this is that I remember messaging my therapist saying, well, Tessa's going to have PTSD. And she said, don't you put that on your daughter? No, she's not. She acted. You acted. Her daddy's okay. And she's okay. And to this day, Tessa's amazing. She's still certainly has her moments, but she's thrived because of how it was handled. And again, that's just, a myriad of experiences in the support, but I want to share that with the audience listening that may need to hear that reminder. You're doing great. You didn't screw your kids up. You're good. So let's have that on replay
0: every day over and over. But that's what we do to ourselves. We some things that we do that's our behavior, but sometimes it's circumstances that we find ourselves in and then we just blame ourselves and right like project the the negative of the experience instead of looking at the positive. I, that's so powerful. Thank you for making sure that this message is heard. It's it's so important especially for moms. And you've brought up another thing that I hadn't really thought of is that you are experiencing this experience that is very difficult to go through, but you're, you are a mom. And so you have two children to help navigate them through and a husband to support. So all of you, it's very layered and you can't just, well, it's just about me. And that's a whole other ball game is living your life and keeping your positive and incredible mindset, but while also being there to support and help three other humans, plus all the other people in your life that are also affected by it in whatever way. I mean, it's not your responsibility to do it, but it's, I guess, within your immediate family it is. But I mean, like there's just so many different people and layers to that healing where it's not solely an individual.
1: A hundred percent. It's so true. And I I love that you clarified that. And I think that's the same for every family, what they walk through. Everyone's going to have their own situations. And I think my best advice for someone that's walking through a collective experience is to try and be self-aware. Really work on your self-awareness. And what I mean by self-awareness, it's exactly what you just said, Chris. It's like taking a minute and saying, I'm not the only one in this experience. That's really powerful. And I think, like you said, that's the mindset work. And I know that's the work that you do with your coach, your clients. And like, it really is unpacking that stuff so that you can become more aware of how you're showing up.
0: I love it. So not all of our challenges are these crazy life altering events, right? In life, we come up with just roadblocks that Sometimes when you do get through them and we look back and they just really seem ins- insignificant, even though at the, in the moment, they held us up and maybe even made us stop going after our dream. So challenge, big or small, and maybe there isn't a one size fits all answer, but how would you recommend? Like, how do you get through these challenges that come up along your way when you have a goal or a dream and you're working towards it and then Something happens and stands in, there's a big rock planted in your path. How would you recommend? What, what's your advice for people to, to get through that?
1: Oh my gosh, I love this question. So a couple things. I love writing my wins down. And I think a lot of times we focus on our to-do lists and what we haven't accomplished. And Brendan Bouchard says this beautifully well, he says, you will live the same 75 years over and over again, if you do not stop and pause and reflect on what you've done really well. And I think that's super important. The thing I took away from that is that with every roadblock and every struggle, it is planted in your path on purpose. You can't achieve what you want to achieve at the top of that mountain without 75 valleys and rocks being placed in your path. And there's a reason why. If you actually want what you say you want, you have to do the work. And the work is the hardest part because it's the hard work. And it's the hard work and the inspired action that will get you through those boulders, baby steps by baby steps. And what it's doing is it's creating opportunities for you to pivot. Every day... I'm faced with some form of a roadblock (laughs) every single day. I I own and operate two incredibly successful, massive businesses. And that does not come without a lot of opportunities for me to say, this is working and this is not working. And how do I go forward? The other thing that I would recommend as well is have a to-do list and freaking make it not to-do list. What are you wasting your time on? What are you procrastinating on? What are you, that is what you need to be focusing on. I don't want to go do this, which is going to create your income, which is going to create your movement. That's what you need to be focusing on. What is my block over here? And in that block, I'm going to, I'm going to encourage you to go do something because overwhelm and anxiety happens when you are not doing something. I, when I was recovering from my experience, I felt locked and I felt that my trauma was locking me. And actually it's my procrastination. And procrastination locks trauma because it makes you feel like you're not doing anything and it makes you feel like you're not good enough. But I say F that because <laughs> if you start taking action, for example, you have a mountain of laundry, put one load in. Your light, your load will be lighter. If you need to get up, make your freaking bed. You've already started winning. Like you need to tackle your day with wins all day long and you need to look for the wins. Because if you're not looking for the wins, let me tell you, the world and society is going to tell you everything you failed at. And you need to be your armor. Every single day when you plant your left foot down and your right foot down, I hope armor comes on your body. And I hope you look up and I hope you say, what am I supposed to be doing today? Who am I here to serve? And also repeating that I have enough time in this 24 hours to get done everything that must be done. Because there's a huge difference between what must be done and what you think should be done. So stop focusing on what you should do. Start working on things that are going to move you towards your goals. Stop wasting your time. Stop it. And one of the things I love, and I will include this as a tool, it's super simple, but it's a time tracker. What are you doing in seven days? What are you doing in your 24 hours? Because guaranteed, you're wasting some time. And if you really have those goals you want, if you really want to do what you say you're going to do, you're going to stop talking about what you want to do and you're going to start doing it. I love it.
0: You actually answered both my questions. (laughs) So which is great. I was going to ask you to give a message to leave us with something. But what I love too, you pulled out, is that we have choices. And actually, I just uh, released an episode where I talk about that even when we feel restricted and we don't like the rules and we don't like what's going on. We always have choices. And, and that's what I feel like you just alluded to is that you, there should, the shoulds, which is such an evil word when you're a life coaching, you realize there's no shoulds. Get rid of that. It should be out of, should be out of the, the language, out of our vocabulary. But, but there's choices. We always have choices. And you just said that so powerfully is that get up, make your bed put one load of laundry in and those are wins because a lot of times I think that we think that a win has to be grand and it doesn't. And and so again, stop the judgment on what is a win and embrace it all and just start doing. I love that so much. Tell everybody how they can find you. Tell us if you have things going on. Go ahead. Platform's yours. Okay. Amazing. So
1: you can find me on Instagram. I love to hang out over on Instagram. I'm at Kim underscore M underscore Fitzpatrick. I also have Legacy by Kim, which is on my other social media platform. It is my headband company. It is a purpose driven. Oh, it like lights me up so much. I actually created it in honor of my mother who passed away, Carol. And it is really an opportunity for me to help inspire others to take Inspired action in living their legacy, and what does that mean for them? We have a incredible headband line. I have been a headband lover of my entire life. You have all. We will always see me from age ten on in a bandana, in a headband, in soccer. I had stuff wrapped around my head. It's just my thing. And we were able to curate and cultivate the most beautiful company collectively built with such an incredible team now of women. We employ 19 women in their homes right now. They are seamstresses across Canada. And it is beautiful. We also have a give back component, which is we are supporting women that are walking through cancer treatment that are in remission that are survivors, where we will donate and send them a band on your behalf, all expenses covered, just for them to continue to live their legacy and to feel that strength and a big, powerful community behind them. www.legacybykim.com can find out all the information both on gifting a headband as well as our launches. We launch every month. So we've got a pretty sweet lineup coming January 24th. But go check us out. We are a small boutique producer. So we don't always have if you see it, it's like at Marshall's, you have to buy it because it's not promised. I remember people are like, Oh, I went on at eight and I went back at 830. And I it's gone. I'm like, I'm so sorry that I'm sorry. That's just the way that this is. So legacy by Kim, it is a passion project of mine that is turning into something that is global and beautiful, and it's something really, really powerful. And then my online social media wellness business—you can find me over at, like I said, at Kim Fitzpatrick, both on Facebook and on Insta.
0: Amazing! And I'll say, Kim is so fun to follow on Instagram. She she just keeps it real all the time, and you laugh, you cry, you you just she's real. I highly recommend following. And I also will add my two cents about the legacy bands. I'm obsessed. I have I think five or six of them, and they I have a big head, and not a lot of bands fit my head. And this is what. but this is the only headband I've had that fits my head. And I'm also completely obsessed. So go buy a legacy. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, thanks, Chris. Thank you so much. If you have any other parting words, you have been incredible. You have just been, this has been the best interview. Thank you so much. If you have any other parting words, go for it.
1: Yeah. I think my last thing I will say is you're so worth everything that you want and you were born with worth. You don't need to establish your worthiness. You were born with that innateness in you and your greatness in you. And you're the only one that's going to go and tackle that. You're the only one that's going to, at the end of your life, look at the book of your life at the gates. You're the only one that's going to say, I gave everything I could. And that's on you. And that's a beautiful gift. So go live it. I can speak from experience now, two times over. And also having been gifted the opportunity to help to save someone's life, you have one life. And if you're not living it, that's on you. And I say that with love and respect, because it's a choice. So go get it, whatever that means for you. And may 2021 be the year that you actually do what serves you.
0: Thank you so much, Kim. Everyone, you heard it here. Kim is such a beautiful soul, a beautiful spirit. She is light. Follow her, hear her words. See your example, and if you dream it, it can happen. Your life can always be a little bit better. If your story is not being written the way that you want it to be written, it's not too late to change. Go after your dreams, set your goals, and live your best life. Choose to do just that. You are worth it. Now go get it. I know you can. Thanks for listening to A Little Bit Better. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find this podcast. Subscribe to A Little Bit Better so you never miss an episode. Share it with friends and family. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at This Is A Little Bit Better or find me online at a I'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like information about coaching with me, please reach out. I am Chris Swale. I'm excited to connect again. And soon. So until next time, have fun being a little bit better.